This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you MCU nerds out there. I'm Joanna Illuminanti Krupnik. <laughs> and I'm Emma Ice Cream Pizza Ackerman. So good. And we're so happy that you grabbed those Capri Suns out of the fridge and decided to join us here today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we're headed to magical, magical parties and hashtag mosque life to give you our immediate reactions to episode two of Miss Marvel, Crushing. Uh, some general housekeeping. So we have our instant reactions to part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi on the feed right now. Uh, we did that last night with Jay and Gary. It was so fun. Or I did that last night with Jay and Gary. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Lightyear, probably, The Boys, Stranger Things, then Love and Thunder is coming out around the corner. There's so much ahead. So how will you know when we drop episodes? Well, be sure to follow along with us on all our socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Nerdverse Pod. And of course, be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five-star ratings, please. Um, okay. Stranger Things is out of control. I can't wait till. Oh you. well, so where? With that, don't spoil anything. But so, have you watched it all? This whole part of the season, we have two. We have two episodes that we have not watched. I think we just watched Chapter Five last night. Oh my God! Isn't it no. so good? I watch it behind my hands the whole time. Um, it's so good. The episodes are like a year long each, but I have no issues with that. I mean. Why would I ever scoff at a show making like showing me long episodes like that? They're like mini great. movies. It's so great. Um, so scary. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your face behind your, your blanket because it is so, so scary. It's so good. And I, uh, I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I saw a, like an, I saw like a process video behind the scenes of putting all the prosthetics on the villain of the season and it is really this per this person and i thought it was like just anybody but it's him uh, or her for all we know um but it is it's like oh god it's incredible um also a note about our sound emma's uh coming to us from her closet so if she her sound is jacked that's on my fault um we do but we do what we can emma's not a professional podcaster so she doesn't have the equipment doing um, my best over here team doing my best i can doing the best you can so yes i'm here with emma my sister who i dragged into the mcu not too long ago and i'm very very proud of how far she's come so, spoiler alert, this is it. We're going to talk about Ms. Marvel Episode 2. Um, so, we're going to spoil it, but you probably watched it because that's why you're listening to us, right? Um, passports into customs. I have seven arc reactors. Emma, you claim to have three. At first I said, oh, at first I was going to say three, and then I got shamed by saying Miss Jones instead of Jessica Jones. So, then I oh, took true. a 1.5. But no, I think now with a little distance from those hiccups, I'd say I'm more like a three. That seems fair. Okay, you're a three. That's fine. Yeah, that's right, Miss Jones. I was like, <laughs> Bridget Jones's diary. Me, I'm Mrs. Jones. 
the uh-huh. song. Yon gave me so much shit when he listened to that. He was like, Emma, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were just, this was a, it was a fresh, fresh, like starting out the episode. You were just nervous. Right. Um, okay. So what did you think of this episode? I got to say, I didn't love it. What? I I'm I know I didn't love it. Are you it. crazy? Why? <laughs> there were some. Okay, I loved it. <laughs> Big surprise. And also, uh, nerdverse fans, this is not the first time in MCU history that Joanne and I have vastly oh, yeah on stuff, which is rare for us as sisters. I think we're usually very much aligned. We are currently wearing matching shirts by accident, shirts that mm-hmm. we tie dyed um, in the same weekend that we randomly both put on today. Uh, so that's like a sense of our traditional. Um, yeah, same page. Yeah, but for MCU, there's definitely been some some misalignment in how we see things. So I thought that this, I mean, it was still cute. It was still like I'm still in it. I'm still watching it. But I thought some of the plot choices and were, were just bizarre to me. Are and you? I Hi. Okay. So let's dive into that. But first I want to say that the, the biggest points of contention of where Emma and I disagree um, is mostly just newer installments, such as Emma did not like Shang-Chi and I loved Shang-Chi. Did not like Shang-Chi. You're crazy. And then the other one, you didn't like Eternals. I, I don't love Eternals either. That was a fine. Yeah. that You didn't that- like particularly love that one or something. No, no, no. I really disliked Eternals. And, and you but you love WandaVision. Love WandaVision. Love Loki. Love, love Loki. Hawkeye. Love Hawkeye. Um, and then um um Universe Black Widow. Black Widow oh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, that one I was mostly pro, but some mixed. And you were most That's pro. that's common. I I've if I've gone back and forth and I want to see it again, but like my initial thing, I mean, again, I impose to love everything because it's just more. But I think, um, but you know, when I sit with it for a while, like I see flaws in, in multiverse now, but past when we recorded that pod. Um, but yeah, so okay. Well, let's <laughs> why, why did you love it? Why did you love it? I just think it's. It's really first of all, I think it would. It's it's like almost a movie. Like it would be great to me as a movie. It's just the pace is really good. Now, this episode was a little, I think, I still think it was paced really well, but it was a little bit more, it was slower, which was kind of nice because we got more into like her friend group, which we'll talk about. But like, I don't know. I just think it's so energetic. She's so lovable. I love this idea of her powers being something that are in her already that the bangle like turned like activated, but it's really hard. Yeah. I love the origins and the mystery that's going on. I think this sets itself in a really nice place in phase four. And I think that the writing is really funny. And there's so, it's such a fan's show with all the Easter eggs. And not, not there weren't that many this time. But, like, it's also super, not nostalgic because she's, a chi- like, a child of today's era. But, you know... It, it's like it, to me, I liken it to a Scott Pilgrim or a um, Spider-Man movie, an MCU Spider-Man, where it's just high school, like coming of age, growing up, and but really well done. So 
and I and I think I also just really like her. I really like her family and her friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it yeah. Because if you didn't like her, you know, you might have you you know because you you don't like um, America um, Chavez in multiverse, and I thought she was great. So you're already going to be like, uh. so <laughs> I get that. Um, well, and to be to be clear, I still love the core. Like I, I love the arch of the sh- the show, the the arc of the show. I love um, Kamala. I love Bruno. I love her family. All those things. My, I guess my big issue with this week's episode was the introduction of Kamran, and then that, I thought that party scene was so random. Like he what? jumps. Okay, I'm just going into it now. He jumps. No, it's fine. Let's talk about Kamran. Okay, so he jumps off of a building and lands in pool in a pool, but like kind of belly flops, but then he's fine. She has a sip of alcohol, which was hysterical and reminded me so much of you. I had one sip of alcohol. Am I drunk? That was that was hilarious. Am I drunk? So good. (laughs) So um Yeah. Um, but then and then it's like, oh, let's go in my car and we can escape from the cops. Like, what was the point of them going to the party? Other than to get them in as uh, just to build an excuse of them going in the car with him afterwards, like that was such a weird. It like really, it was so jarring to me. I couldn't get over it. Well, for me, the thing that stuck stuck out first of all was that in that situation, um, Kamran is jumping, and it's not a perilous situation. Which she's like, "Do I need to step in?" And then we get the act, the parallel of that at the end of the episode with the boy taking the selfie and she does need to step in. So I got, I think that was, that was probably intentional. Um, in terms of the party, I feel like that's a great opportunity in a show about high schoolers to kind of get different, um, aspects of the friend groups, but also, you know, this was Zoe and Zoe is an interesting character. We're not sure how she's going to be used, but, um, and of course, she just, I think it just drives home this like funny little love triangle that's obviously happening, which was right. very, very sent home to us this episode. Um, Absolutely. But I totally, so did you call the convenience of Comron at all during of course. this? Ep- yes. And that, that's, that was my, my other issue. So not only was, yeah, so the whole introduction of his character I thought was strange. Like, the the party scene was weird and, like, okay, I agree with you. The party scene was a great depiction of high school. Why not extend it a little longer? They literally roll up on their bicycles and then they leave in a car well, with a strange man. It does get broken up by the cops. Yes, but, like, they, why they do have to run. an extended party scene and then have it be broken up by the cops? She literally shows up to have a, a sip of alcohol and then she – and, like, watch him belly flop into a pool and then they leave. That's so funny. Yeah, I guess I have no – I have no rebuttal for that, but it didn't bother me whatsoever. In fact, I was like, gosh, her mom is so cool that, yes, you know, that she's letting cool. her do this after she just screwed up with AvengerCon. But also – it really just shows how much trust she puts in um, Nakia and Bruno that she's like, yes. they're going to be there. Yes. And she's like, okay, fine, you can go. And but I'm going to be home by nine. She, she was pulling that card with AvengerCon too. She was like, Bruno's going to be there. This is Bruno's thing. He really wants to go. And her mom was shutting that down. Well, sure. But that involved her dressing up in costumes and like idolizing people that she thinks aren't worth her time and, yes. you know, not focusing on her own life. But yeah, fair. Okay, so, so that's interesting. Yes, yeah, so there's the party thing, and then also I thought from the very beginning, I turned to Jan, and I was like, he's sus, right? Like, we, like, this is weird. <laughs> this British kid shows up to New Jersey. 
and is like obsessed with her immediately after reading her. Well, that's why I was that for better or for worse. That's why I was a little bit like, hmm, because obviously everyone's throwing himself, throwing themselves at him and he only has eyes for Kamala uh, for Kamala. And I'm like, well, (laughs) this is strange. The only thing that makes, you know, the only thing other than that she's adorable and wonderful and that we're watching her is that she has superpowers. So yes. <laughs> interesting. Um, or of who she is, maybe her family history, which could be part of it. Right. Um, so yeah, that was, but I don't mind that. It's, it's the same with the mom. Like we clearly know there's something going on there and especially after this episode, yes. but I wasn't like way to hide it guys. Like I think they want <laughs> to, you know, they want to give you a little bit so that you can latch onto it. I'm guessing. Yeah. Which helps with the time and how much, you know, runway they have to do a six or seven part show like this. But um, if anything, I I kind of like that they let, I can't, you know, I go back and forth. There are times where, such as in Eternals, where we spend the whole movie, spoilers for Eternals. So if you haven't seen Eternals, give me like 20 seconds. If you haven't seen Eternals, listen to this instead so you don't have to watch it. (laughs) Oh, busted. Oh, what? what, Wow, that's a dig. That's a shot. Um, But definitely. Um, Knowing that Icarus was bad from the beginning would have actually, I think, been a cooler choice and would have given Richard Madden more to do than to, like, be weird the whole movie and let us in on it late when... So... I don't know, maybe it's kind of nice to already know there's something going on because that's not really, like, the mystery will be unfolding even more. So, all right, I see that. Um, but uh, that's still interesting. It really didn't sully anything uh, for me at all. So we obviously know, I mean, the first clue was when she, when he was like, we moved around a lot. And I'm like, all right, so yeah. you don't make any place a home and you guys... I mean, you could be an army brat or something, but like, what's up with that? And, and he's wearing those. He's is wearing those dog tags. Oh, he is. So maybe that was to. Um, I only watched this episode once, but maybe that was to, you know, reiterate that he moves around. So you would just draw that conclusion. Okay, right. fair enough. Um, so that was interesting. I also found it really interesting moving on to um the partition story that we mm, got. Yes. So. He happens to be British, which is really interesting because, you know, this is something that in history was sort of brought on through the British. So um, we learned that this happened in 1947, British versus Pakistan. I think it's really cool when stories blend real world events with the like the superhero superpower stuff with real world historical events similarly to the mythology in shang chi similarly in like the sort of folklore um i guess you could say with eternals there was something else they're doing it with um with fantastic beasts right now you know they're they're clearly gearing up for a world war right the the um chillin chillern that was that was one. Oh yeah, that too. But I was saying even that's like a real life mythological creature. Yeah, that there that Grindelwald is kind of um, he's he's showing pictures of World War One and Two to say this is what's going to happen if wizards mm-hmm. don't get more mm-hmm. involved if they don't come to light. So that it's like oh that's what was actually happening during during the World Wars is there was wizards you know it's kind of like adding an, an a fantastic. Um, 
and magical aspect of history. Like this was Yeah, where it's like if you just rounded the corner, you would have seen like this whole yeah. other sort of side to it. Exactly. I, and I love that in fantasy storytelling. Um, yeah. So, okay, so what we learned about the partition story, it, it actually goes back to one of the most devastating and disruptive periods of South Asian history. And it's still in living memory, like because it was 19... 19- well, probably around that time in the 40s that, you know, we still have people that remember it, but slowly less since they, you know, they die off. Um, but Muslims, Hindus, and others, like, still carry this sort of inherited in trauma, which caused, like, people just not to talk about it for so long. And, of course, as her dad, Abu, says, like, history is sometimes written by the oppressors, so it's just not really well known. This also happened in, I guess you never watched um, The Watchmen. No. Sana, she got separated from her parents at the train station when she was a toddler. But how she got back, like just as the train's pulling away, like she would say that she followed a trail of stars back to her father. Yeah, so we're, yeah, that was so great. So clearly sort of, you know, um, makes us think that there's interesting powers at play, especially Definitely. given what... Um, Kamala's powers look like so yeah I thought that was really cool and then you know she goes into this um sort of weird dimension which we did see in the first episode like the upside down but this is sort of different there's like this portal ripping almost not in not a portal in the way that we're used to seeing the way that it's done by the MCU so far Right, not one of those. Emma's doing the thing <laughs> with the slang ring. Um, <laughs> the thing that Ned is so good at um, that cool. I thought it was hard to do. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that was really cool. So of course, I, at first they make you think, or I thought, that it was the grandmother, Aisha, or um, uh, Sana. Her, what? Wait, is Sana the grandmother? No, I think she's so. Aisha is the great grandmother. Then it's Sana. Then it's the mother. Um, Muniba is the is her is is Kamala's mom. Then I think Sana might be her mom, the toddler. And then unless it was like a nickname, and then Aisha is I think who you think you're seeing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. And at first she looks really cool, but then when we see her later in the episode, she looks a little scary. And then I guess. That is that is Kamran's yeah. mother, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So weird. How is this connected? And like, they are so that means that although they had that really cute, funny diner scene where it was like, "Oh, we're cousins," and he did that great, great British Bake Off yeah. moment, best show ever, best show ever. Um, this and they were like joking about keep being cousins, so they are distantly related. If everyone is who they say they are, um. So I don't think they're actually related. Oh, you oh you were taking that to be truth. Well, he said this is my mom, and if that's his mom, then that is Well, we don't know that's Aisha. But it looks I mean, it, it, it looks like No, it. it looks like the woman in the portal, but maybe that's not the grandmother or the great great grandmother. Well, that's- oh, yeah, cuz remember uh, Sana is who she calls on the phone. That's her grandmother. Who has the FaceTime right. Aisha's the great grandmother. Right. No, I'm saying, but you were asking who was the grandmother. Yeah. So we, oh, there's yeah. one more generation in there. Yeah. 
So, but and 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 the grandmother on the phone is like, I shouldn't say more on the matter. Just a great, just I grandma moved the bed. Away. I mean, she's like, the mango man is here. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Um, just the best. I don't think Gar and they're ever figured out FaceTime. Um, she barely well, phone. No, she yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I was taking that as. So it's definitely there's like weird skips of generations or people that aren't sort of they don't have that dormant or where it's dormant or maybe they don't have it. Um, but yeah, I was taking it as the the being a relative at the at the lunch spot that is very believable yeah. um, for that for you know I I've, I know from that culture and um, the but but the takeaway that I had especially because like she's a crush on him was that he's they're not related but that this woman could who maybe is could be the villain question mark maybe Kamran is a villain um maybe the sort of there might be some connection there but I don't know that it's through a family history but we'll find out cuz we you know out. married in things I don't know definitely a mystery um and of course it light, that bangle lights up at that point so there's the other interesting thing is that I've noticed that like phase four of the MCU is rather heavy on this bracelet bangle cuff mythology. <laughs> so I'm really more convinced than ever that there is something to it. I mean, well, you know, it might later on turn out to be nothing, but like Shang-Chi, the Unimind and Eternals, and now Marvel. So I don't know. This this is all very strange. And, and I, of course, it makes you think of that... Um, scene in at the end of Shang-Chi where there there's like a beacon going off somewhere so I don't know there's something here with the but jewelry there's, there's a lot I, I am I'm, I'm a three remember I have three on my passport so three passport stamps um but there's a lot of like Bengal um a Bengal power lore in the comics right like there this isn't just MCU this is across a, a bunch of different comics. There's a lot of power sure. that comes from an instrument outside of the body. I think so. Um, it's more that they're choosing to land this. They're telling all these stories at the same time mm-hmm. in this phase. Yeah. Yes, that I'm more interested in because um, I think it's you know there's got to be some reason for that. So anyway, that's super interesting. Not sure what I feel like is coming with that, but I do sense that like we might be getting into villain territory now. Um, Okay, so let's see. So then let's talk about Zoe for a little bit. Um, okay. Zoe getting the branded content. <laughs> we hear her talking at school about, like, what lip gloss she was wearing at the party and, like... SpawnCon. Um, yeah, SpawnCon. She's played by Laurel Marston. Um, you know, I don't... I think... I don't think she's going to be an antagonist or anything, um, but... You know, she of course has to throw the party, and she is uh, brought in by a, a part of the story that I think is a li- feels a little separate, which is that when we see the agents Deaver and Cleary, who are the agents of uh, the United States Department of Damage Control. Um, so, first of all, Zoe needs a lawyer. What is she doing, just sitting there? Um, like they were asking so many questions that were so intense. And I was like, does she not know 
has she seen any law and order where you have to be like, I won't say anything more than without my lawyer present. But anyway, she doesn't, uh, doesn't have a lawyer. It was so similar to the Ned interrogation scene. Like he even used the exact same tactics he used on Ned that he used on Zoe. Oh, wait, elaborate on that. What do you mean? So with Ned, he came in. He was like, I can't believe you. they haven't given you food. They haven't given you snacks. So sorry about that, man. And then for Oh, Zoe, like good cop. Yeah, good cop. And then quickly shifting to bad cop. And he did the exact same thing with Zoe. Oh, my gosh. For That's a great recall, you. Emma, because I did not remember that. I After our last pod, I did some digging on that scene. So I rewatched that scene where gotcha. they like, – So then when I saw this, I was like, oh, it's exactly the same. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So that that is awesome. I think that that sort of is nice because it keeps things consistent. But you're right. Um, she yeah. So he totally just pulls that over and just like flatters her a lot, talking about her popcorn, which honestly is a video I probably would watch. Um. So, you know, her former childhood friend is Zoe, perpetrator of some kind of unsettling casual racism in the comics that that's a that's an update from the comics she's definitely just being portrayed as more of a harmless kid like an mm-hmm. like the mcu version of flash um so yeah we're it's kind of weird when they pull away to the agents for me but what did you make from the fbi already surveilling the mosque and stuff what were you what was your takeaway from that comment I don't know. I thought that also like when they show up out of nowhere and they, you know, they've got the drones on her at the end. Um, Yeah. So they're not lying. I mean, that's, that's, that's what that is. But I'm just like, what did they, I I don't know if we're supposed to know that, but that was weird to me. Unless, do you know, so the damage control, the department of damage control, that's, that's still a pretty new agency, right? Like that happened after the events of New York. I think that happened after the events of New York. I want to say it's the same that we saw in uh, Homecoming where they're cleaning up all the Chitari stuff, uh, the one with Michael Keaton. Um, I think that's – it's it's led by a woman in that scene. Not You don't see these agents. But I think this is all part of like – yeah, damage control. I'm wondering if maybe they kind of have a pulse on magical artifacts or – Oh, they definitely do and that's why they're – they see that stuff and they're like, um, okay, we got to bring them in. So I wonder if they knew that that the the Bengals had arrived to her house. That's interesting. Maybe not Bengals, but they might have a sense of there's something in the families that go to this mosque or certain, you know, families that they have history or they know things about. So that, that could be interesting. I'm also um, – they also could be scrolls. So, do you know? Do you remember what a scroll is? Yes, from Captain Marvel. Yes, correct. So there is going to be the show called Secret Invasion, which is basically like all these people that we've been watching, similarly to what they do in Captain Marvel, turn out to be scrolls. So I'll be curious to see when this starts to infiltrate. I sort of every show I watch now, I'm like, who could be a scroll? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some there's some weirdness going on. So maybe they know a lot more than normal agents would know. But who knows? That's probably not true. So let's talk about Nakia. So love Nakia. Um, I really, I think it's so often in pop culture, like pop culture, and in the news, remarks by politicians, the hijab is sort of positioned like as a tool of oppression for women, or it's seen as something that Muslim women like will, you know, tear off at the first sign 
that like a white boy is interested in them, like something to be ashamed of. So to hear her talk about her journey with it, which wasn't very straightforward and how it's, you know, I, I just think it was really cool. Like, what does she say? My whole life, I've either been too white for some people or too ethnic for others. And it's been this very uncomfortable, sucky in between. Um, and it sort of makes her feel more like herself, which I think is so cool. Like rather than, you know, come across as Muslim talking points tick off, like this scene sort of gets at the heart of some themes that Ms. Marvel, you know, is trying to, to go through anyway, but with, you know, without, you know, um, sort of, but, but knocking off some stereotypes and misconceptions too, which I think is really important. So I, I don't know. I love Nakia. Also her outfits are so good. Um, I think, you know, we didn't really get her in the first episode much, but I think she's a great character. I love that she is running for her mosque board election. Oh, I loved, I loved her little speech on what would happen if he didn't vote for her. That was hysterical. That was fabulous. Yeah. Um, and I love her dad. Um, that was great. I loved the scene uh, at the um, Eid, the, the, you know, big party that the neighborhood uh, sort of community puts on the, yeah. um, and the it was like, give, it was like clueless with all the groups. Oh, I thought mean girls, when they're giving the tour of the cafeteria, they're like the jocks sit here, yes. wannabes sit there. Yeah. It's, yeah. The same. I mean, we had mosque bros, pious boys, Sunday school teachers, yeah. Insta click converts, technically the reverts, um, mini Harami girls and the Illuminantes, which of course I, I loved. loved. I loved the techni- technically reverts. That was so funny. It was so good. And the Illuminatis is also so funny because of the Illuminati and um, right. comics. Course. And of course, we just saw some. So yeah, that was really cool. Um, and then we get some, some at, that, at that event, we do get some gossip from the aunties that that this that she had put a curse on everyone, everything that she touched and like secret affairs and like killed a man. These are all rumors about um, Kamala's great great grandmother. So that is or great grandmother, great grandmother. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely putting that. So okay, so then we get to sort of the climax of the episode. Uh, we didn't talk about Bruno, but we'll get there uh, if we have time. Um, so the little boy is falling. The great ice cream pizza scene. She jumps to the rescue just in like total Spider-Man. Just I'll be right back, you know, going to to be brave and do it. She strikes the Avenger pose, which, you know, Yelena would hate, but it's so oh, good. You're such a um, poser. Such a poser. Um, those were the Versace sneakers though, right? Because I think he's the mosque thief, the shoe thief. That is such a good catch if you are correct. I did not I think I that. am. Unless, like, it's – I mean, it's a popular shoe maybe, but I don't think so. I think that Naki is just, like, really clued in. I don't – they didn't mention it, but I was like, those are clearly the shoes, which would, of course, make, to- like, total sense of this little boy, like, running around stealing shoes. Um, that is so funny. So – and he's part of that community. So, anyway, thought that was really funny, but really, really cool um, – I don't know. I got like just rom. I, I almost got like rom com vibes from this whole episode when she's like, you know, uh, the montage when she gets home and she's like, "How's the party?" She's like, "It was magical." <laughs> or how was how was Zoe's house? It was magical. Um, I just thought, yeah, it was really great. Um, so uh, Bruno, Bruno's wearing an outfit like Marty McFly. Did you notice that? 
I did not notice that. I was Justin mentioned that, and I was like, totally. That's a great, great call by Justin. Um, I did notice. I did have a, a like a, some questions about this whole Caltech thing. Okay, what do you? What are your thoughts? So we saw him apply last episode, and then okay. he gets it this episode, but nothing has really changed between his relationship with Kamala between last episode and this episode. So why does he now not want to go? That's a good question. I don't know if it's just st- the storytelling that they wanted to s- – I mean, we were pretty – it was pretty heavy-handed that he, like, has eyes for her in the last episode. But, I mean, maybe it's just a matter of the fact that this is now something that's going on in her life when she's – she kind of – they're like a team that he now doesn't want to leave more than ever. But yeah. Or maybe it's just the thing where you apply to stuff and then – and you, like, want to do it. But then when it just comes down to it, you're kind of like, mm. I don't know if I want to go. Um, he, but I love that he, you know, is has a super, super technological talents. You know, I think his cosplay choices, if they weren't going to be Bruce Banner, it could have been Tony Stark. I really like he's like in a burgeoning science bro. I think that that's going to be really helpful. Yeah. Because I we love- need all the tech people we can get without Tony anymore. And I loved the training montage. Like, I'm a, such a sucker for any kind of montage. But oh, the yeah. training montage and he's got his little gadgets and he's the one who tells her that her power is coming from within. I love I mean, that. it's like a great app on that iPad. I'm like, what is what is this app? Like, um, <laughs> some crazy x-ray. Like, what? Can we just elaborate on how this tech is made possible? I mean, I making a Zuzu slash Alexa was cool, but this was like another level. <laughs> like oh the power I guess it, I guess it's heat maybe it's, if he has some sort of you know radiology type of heat which is what it looked like it looked like a heat sensor but obviously way cooler um we also finally get introduced to Amir's fiance Taisha who that just she's a, a great added on character I loved all their chat about Jersey Hot music. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. And the Kingo thing was very funny. Speaking of Eternals. Yes, speaking of Eternals, which that was hysterical. To my merch, my my merch pick of the week, which yeah. is I want Kingo concert t-shirts. Oh, totally. We yeah, didn't see like, it, but that's something that they talk that they could have made. Yeah. Like I want like giant black t-shirts with just Kingo in some fantastic outfit and then like bright pink writing on the top that's yeah like a concert tee like sold at urban outfitters yeah i would pick her army jacket it's not necessarily like merch but something that maybe urban would make i love her like her army jacket with all the patches yeah i think it's super super cute i think she might have worn in the first episode too but i love love that complimented by the purple um aviator sunglasses which yeah. is like a fun little spin on Captain Marvel, but like teenage. Very know, good call out. Yes, totally. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really very I'm good. I really am. No, you really are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so I'm gonna I'm interested. I think uh it was it, it's definitely clear that we're gonna have a villain finally on the scene. I don't know what the FBI and damage control is up to. Um, I think the election might have something into play. I also saw a sign on the wall of school saying about homecoming tickets on sale. So I'm wondering if like the whole season's going to end at like homecoming. Oh, that'd um, be- yeah. So that'll be really cool. But 
I I loved this episode. I think it's so funny that you didn't love as much, but I really hope they dig into her mom. Mm-hmm. I think that there's so much there. Oh my gosh, I have to. I just have to say the quote: "Did you eat too little, or did you eat too much?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so good. good. So, so good. good. Um, yeah, I'd really love to dig into her mom. Um, I also noticed. I, obviously, I hope they dig into Kamran and his quote unquote mom. Um, well, she's in the car with them, so what it's going to pick up there. Yes. Did you notice at the very end that they played a train whistle? No. One of the last sounds you hear. So she, um, uh, Kamala turns her head and she's looking at Kamran and, and she's and she, he's like, "This is my mom." And yeah. then she her eyes go really big and you hear a train whistle. And the only reason I noticed it is because it sounded like the Hogwarts Express. And as a foreman, hysterical. I'm yeah, but. So I noticed it and that and like the train was the consistent theme. So yes. all this to say, I hope we get a flashback of the train. Interesting. Yes. I think that would be really cool. I don't I wonder if we get that. Well, I guess we will because this we're gonna get a download from this woman who may or may not be Aisha. Um this woman is going to be telling us what's up and that might involve like a flashback of that. That's a really cool, that's a really Good observation. I did not hear that at all. Listen and tell me. Listen and tell me if you hear the same thing. I will. You pro- you're probably right. Especially I don't know if it said it on the subtitles, but you're probably definitely right. Um, I also have a few more questions about her powers and what's going on. Yeah. Like her nose lights up and her eyes yeah. get purple, and I'm like, does it hurt her? It seems like it does. You know, and sort of learning during the montage, seeing her use it. Um, I I just, I kind of want to see like what we're seeing. Is it energy that she's exuding? Is it like, is she using pieces of the universe? Is she causing like, is she taking like nexus energy? Like, what is this? So yeah, I have a lot of questions. But do you think that's what they'll dig into next week? Mm, No, I think we're going to find out who this woman is and get some family history and hopefully tie into the mom and stuff. But, um. Yeah, but I'm really excited. Super. Um, Any more closing thoughts before we wrap up? You'll be back with us next week, so get excited. I sure will. Am I drunk? Just an iconic line. I'm so funny, and her face was so funny. And I like also when she was like, do I look like a 90-year-old man to you? And she's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, nerds, the mosque shoe thief strikes again. But we hope you had as much fun as we did and hope you'll join us next time in another corner of the Nerdverse. As a small universe in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us to grow, so thank you so much for listening and keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, no Snapchatting in the Masjid.